All right, y'all welcome Woody up here. Sri Lanka, yeah. and we are waiting for him to come back. We just can't handle him just going to India. If <laughs> <laughs> he could fly as far as India, then he could go to Sri Lanka as well. <laughs> it's only one hour flying time. He found out 45 minutes actually. Yes, and uh, it's good to go to India and then come to Sri Lanka. <laughs> it feels a little better too. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the traffic is a little bit better than in India. <laughs> and the people are better looking and the churches are stronger. Well, praise God, we hope so. <laughs> we hope so because India is supposed to have a pretty, the largest uh, number of believers in the whole, in a nation. Wow. In the whole world, like something like 250 million believers. Wow. It's supposed to be the largest uh, one nation where there is uh, uh, the largest amount of people in one nation worshiping the Lord. Wow. So praise God, the sacrifices that many have made from over here and from around the world have uh, contributed to tremendous change in India as well. Praise God. Yeah. 250 million. China, they say, has about 150 million. So, you know, uh, India has literally surpassed it. And, wow. and you know, we, you've had a hand in all of that as well. Praise God. Well, it's good to be back and to see your lovely building and to see the Facebook uh, Facebook postings of people going to bed at 1.35 in the morning and 3.35 in the morning and 5.30 they're still in church. Isn't that exciting? We, I remember some of those days as well. And I said, oh, that's great. That's, that's, I, I, I bear witness to that. It's exciting. And they say that they worked through the night and they came and worshipped in the morning. Amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome. It's, it's awesome to do the work of the Lord. It's yeah. awesome to be in the, in the work of the Lord and in the work of His ministry. Now, uh, I have a little story for you. There, were, there was an older couple and uh, the man would uh, basically, he was in his 90s and, and she as well. And uh, so he would have a really hot temper. He would get upset quite easily, and he was known for that. So he, he was, uh, they were relaxing, and he was talking to his wife and saying, Now, uh, how is it that you can put up with my bad temper and my, you know, uh, my uh, difficult ways? She says, I just uh, clean the, you know, the toilet bowl. Uh, you know, she just like, just, just, just kind of, you know, brief little statement. I clean the toilet bowl. How does that help you to handle my uh, crotchety ways? I use your toothbrush. <laughs> Some of you got it. Others on the way to getting it. <laughs> now, women, that's not one for you to stow away. Oh, no. For the future. <laughs> well, there's another story about this older couple, and they had returned from the field, and you know, they, they were retiring, and so an angel met them and said, "Now, uh, 
uh, God, God is very pleased with you and He really wants to do something special for you. So ask whatever you want and He's going to do it for you. And so the lady said, Yippee! I always wanted to be on an Alaska cruise. And the angel said, You can have it right now. So she was swept up and she was uh, on her way to her cruise. And then the angel spoke to the, the man and said, Now your wife got what she wanted. Now how about you? Why don't you uh, tell, tell the Lord what you want to see happening? She, he said, you know, I always wanted to be married. Now he was 65 years old. I always wanted to be married to uh, a lady 30 years younger to me. You may have that as well. And so he was swept up and dropped off at 95 years old. <laughs> so he still got the same lady and he was still 30 years older. <laughs> Praise God. So this morning we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, transformation and how God wants to transform our lives, transform our churches, and then transform our communities and cities for His kingdom. Amen. He wants to see change coming not only into our lives, but spilling out into our communities and also into our cities and also into the nations. Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. That we are to pray for His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Because His will is not being done on earth like it is being done in heaven. And so God desires for His will to be done on earth. Now, today, in the days to come, before His coming, not just when He returns, He wants it to be done you know, long before he returns to uh, finally govern the whole earth. Amen? Amen. And so, uh, we're going to look at some of the uh, strategies that, you know, we have been employing to uh, see uh, some degree of transformation come into our uh, region and our city. Now, uh, there are places in the world that have been literally transformed quite a bit. There is a little uh, uh, a town in uh, in uh, Guatemala called Almalonga and some of you may have seen that where 90% are born again. 90% yeah. are born again and uh, the four jails that were there, the prisons were closed down. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, prisons were closed down. And yes, you know all the prisons of it. And uh, that kind of transformation, they were uh, poverty stricken but now they are driving even Mercedes-Benz trucks that they pay by cash, you know, with, for, to do their farming and, and things like that. So the Lord is, uh, He's done uh, uh, Fiji, 75% is born again. 75%, at least every Fijian has heard the gospel four times, at, at least in their lifetime. Uh, look, God is moving in, in Korea, South Korea, it's over, over 60% now, born again believers. Amen. So we're talking, you know, while we're seeing some other places struggling, we're seeing how God's kingdom is advancing. I was in the Philippines last November, and, uh, you know, there's about uh, 20 to 30 percent that's born again. It's a, it's a kind of an animistic as well as Roman Catholic type of setting. Uh, but uh, born again, there is a, quite a strong uh, church in the Philippines. And at this conference we were, and I was also speaking at this conference, praise God, and uh, the president attended the conference just to be prayed over. I mean, I've got his photo here on my uh, iPad to show it, you know, and he was, he just arrived 
just to be prayed over. And this whole gathering, the, the delegates and the speakers all got around him, you know, and, and, and prayed for him. And he was there just for an hour, just to be prayed over. And, you know, just spoke a few words and he was gone. Amen. That's the kind of influence the church is now having. Amen. That they can get the president to come of almost a hundred million population. I mean, it's not a small population, a hundred million, has a, close to a hundred million people in that land. And they can, they are so influential that they can, even the president would turn up for their conferences. Amen. Amen. So the church's voice is being heard. You know, in some places, the church's voice is trying to be suppressed. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But we, you know, you can't silence the church's voice. The voice is going to somehow get out. And if we believe it, and if we, uh, you know, walk out to advance God's kingdom, nobody will be able to silence our voice. Amen. Amen. And so community transformation, I added on city transformation, uh, a Sri Lankan experience. Let's go to the next one. The current theological challenge of the church is, to pursue the work of the gospel of salvation or to pursue the work of the gospel of the kingdom. Now salvation is important and we all need to be born again. And we, uh, you know, but many people are preparing people just to be born again and to be prepared to go to heaven. You know, and they are rehearsing for heaven. But God wants more than that. Amen. Amen. He wants our lives to be lived according to the destiny and the plan that He has for us until it is time to, you know, be taken up to heaven or whether to die and, you know, go to heaven. But He wants our lives here on earth to be cap captivated and captured by a passion for living for 100% for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Every day of our lives. By this vision and this passion of living yes. our lives to the highest potential to glorify in His name and to advance His kingdom. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so some people will dwell on the gospel of salvation. That is good and that is important. But we have to go beyond that if we are going to bring transformation. Amen. Yes. We can't just gather people into the building and sing our praises and then you go out and live your life just 10% week and then come back on Sunday and act like you're living 100%. That's not going to make it. We lose ground when we start to live like that. You know what I'm talking about. When we get keep our Christianity and our relationship and our authority and power inside the building, inside this vessel alone and don't let it out, then others are going to encroach on our territory. They're going to take back. They're going to take if we do not hold on to the ground and advance. Amen. So the, the work of the kingdom is all about bringing the earth under subjection to the Lord. The second Adam came and regained dominion for us to take back dominion. You know at the beginning of Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 28. He says be fruitful, multiply, uh, replenish and then also take dominion over the earth. Rule over the earth. Rule over everything of the earth. I have appointed you to bring my rulership and my administration and my, my will and my plan into functionality on 
the face of the earth. Amen? It's not supposed to be something in the sweet by and by. You need to bring it into activation right now where you are. How do we do that? So we've got to pursue the work of the gospel. Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached. And then the end will come. This gospel of the kingdom. King and his rule and his reign. Amen? Amen. So this king wants to rule. He, he loves to rule. And he doesn't want anybody else to share his platform. And he wants his people to carry out his, his kingdom rulership on the face of the earth. In their families, in their schools, even in their governments. Amen. Amen. We saw even a president coming and right before our eyes just receiving prayer. He wasn't a born again, he wasn't a believer. But he was, he was, he honored this, this, this call from the, from the spiritual leadership to come and receive prayer and blessing from people from around Asia. Amen. Yeah. And so, uh, let's go to the next clip and it's, uh, the two priorities of the kingdom is, you know, Jesus prayed and, and told us how to pray that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And so the Great Commission is all about preaching the gospel and making disciples of all nations. Amen. That's what you're sending out in 11 days to make disciples of all nations. You're going sending people down to Mexico and other parts of the world. Why? Because you want to make disciples not just only of Houston and, and Sugarland and this area and Texas, but also you want to make disciples of all nations. You want to be faithful and you want to respond to the call of God that God has made on your life and on your congregation. Amen? Praise God. Give the Lord a praise offering. It's good. It's good. to make disciples of all nations. Amen. Sometimes you have to go through the bush there and go through wild uh, places where even vehicles can't run. Yeah. But we are willing to do it. Amen. Yeah. We are willing to do it. One time we climbed a mountain in Sri Lanka, a, a, a place where we couldn't uh, you know, drive. And, and, and some kids caught a hold of Melanie's hand and, and for about a mile or two they hung on to her hand. As she walked across, you know, uh, getting down from that hill. And uh, we just saw the hunger in those people's lives. And so here it says the Great Commission is, is about preaching the gospel and about making disciples. Amen. Amen. Of all nations. And then Genesis chapter 1 is about establishing of God's dominion, of His rulership in our lives, in our families, and then out into the world. So that his rule, his will is done. It's not some figment of an imagination. It's not something that's way out there that we don't really know what it really means. It's about his will being done on earth, his commandments being obeyed, and his, his power coming and taking over the families and lives and even nations. Amen. Just like Almalonga, 90% serving the Lord. Amen. Taken over from alcoholism, from all kinds of drug addiction, from all kinds of wife beating, uh, poverty and everything else you can name under the sun. That place has been changed and transformed by the power of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And God wants to do that all around the world and he's looking for people now that will believe that this can be done and will walk with his anointing to carry it out. 
Number, uh, let's go to the next one. And Christ's role until he returns is to prepare a place for his bride to ensure his enemies progressively become his footstool. Amen. Little by little, enemies are becoming his footstool. Amen. Because in, the, in those days, the, the emperor or the, the you know of, of nations would sit and his enemies would be brought and placed under his feet. And he would put his foot on their necks and that would you know infer that they were completely vanquished. Amen. And that's what Jesus is wanting to see. He, he, he trampled us he, on the head of the enemy. He crushed the head of the serpent. And now he wants the entire demonic force to be put under his footstool before his coming. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, and also to play the role of the intercessor between God and man. He is appearing before the Father on behalf of us. Now that doesn't mean he's praying 24-7 for us, interceding. Some people think, oh, he's interceding for me 24 hours. That's all he's doing. No, he's appearing in, he's representing us as the mediator. Amen? Amen. Between Father and between human kind. Amen? Amen? And so now strategies, we're going to go to number four. Some strategies for community and city transformation. As we know, we need to pray and intercede first before anything else. Amen. If we're going to change our city, if we're going to change our schools, if we're going to change our uh, business communities, if we're going to take back what has been stolen from us, then we've got to first of all pray. We've got to intercede. We've got to get a hold of God. And so that's what we started to do. Various levels of intercession. And that means, you know, we had our local church interceding. Then we had our citywide prayer network that got, came together monthly to intercede for the city and for the region. The pastors and the leaders would gather together. Uh, and, and that didn't happen just automatically. You know, we, we, we watched these videos by, you know, about transformation and suddenly we felt that God was calling us to get together and build a wall of unity and prayer that we would not quit until we saw His kingdom come in power in our city and in our region. Amen. And so for 12 and a half years now we've been doing that. 12 and a half years we've been interceding together. Now you can't get pastors to pray for so long together. To stick together so long. It's, it's a miracle on its own. To bring them together. And, and, and sometimes only three would turn up. Other times 15 would turn up. You know. And some would just disappear. And never come back. But I said we are in for the long haul. We are not here just to conduct an event. A crusade. A miracle meeting. And then disappear. We are here to stay. Until we see this city. This region. Turn And we see the, the transformation come into this region. Amen. Amen. And so 12 and a half years later, we are continuing on. Amen. You know, 12 and a half years later, we are still meeting. And, and they have caught the vision now. Earlier, it was like trying to pull teeth, you know, to get something across to them. But here, now they have caught the vision. The pastors of our region have caught the vision. Now they are gung-ho. They've, they've, they've embraced the vision. And they are praying with all their hearts. And they are gathering their people together. And they are coming together. And they are uh, praying on behalf of issues that concern our city and our region. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. 
And so uh, we see how uh, then we also have a national prayer initiative as well. So various levels. I'm on a, on a, you know, that doesn't mean too much. I'm on a national prayer initiative or a, a team that gets together and, uh, and prays for the nation as well. And so, uh, so we are attacking it at different levels. Local level, regional level, and, and also national level. Amen? Because we want to see from every level the intercession, you know, descend on the nation and, and, and bring transformation to the nation. And so uh, we have very different types of uh, prayer or intercession going on. Prayer walking, prayer gathering, prayer, uh, prayer driving at the city gates. We, we sometimes go and stand at the city gates and we pray at the city gates. Or we find the gates of the city where we you know traffic flows in and out and three places of the city. And we have in, in intercessors go stand there and say, this is what we are allowing into this place and this is what we are forbidding in this place. Amen? Amen. And, and you've seen some things happen as a result of doing that. Especially when you are doing it across the body. There's greater authority when you get the body of Christ involved with you. Because they all carry territorial authority for their territories as well. Amen? Yeah. And so when we bring that together in our city, you know, it's like the, the, the heaven and hell listens to that. Heaven and hell honors that, recognizes that. So we, we came to the city gates and we spoke to the gates and said, terrorism will not go in any longer. And that was when at the height of the war. There was a lot of terrorism, 27 year long war was going on, 100,000 people had died. Uh, it was known as one of the most ferocious uh, terrorist groups in the world, LTTE of that time. And then uh, they thought, in fact in recent times they were one of the uh, ones to teach uh, suicide bombing in the recent, uh, in the 80s especially. And so we came to the gates and we said, we are forbidding terrorism from coming into our city and into our region. And as we prayed for the nine years that it, the war was on, terrorism did not come anymore into our city. It was happening all around us. It was happening all around us. It was, there were bombs going off and fighting outside the city. But in fact, before those nine years, we saw that you know, there was a lot of intrusions into our city. But after we stood at the gates and continued to declare, to the city, this is what we're allowing in, this is what we're forbidding. We saw how uh, if the terrorism was, uh, you know, uh, was actually stopped from entering our city until the war came to an end in 2009. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can speak to our cities. We can go to our gates. We can stop darkness from coming into our cities and from overtaking our people and our communities. Amen. We have authority. God has given us authority. He says, I've given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and no harm shall come upon you. Amen. He has had the subject. He says, rejoice because, not because demons are subject to you, but because your names are written in the book of life. Amen. So demons are subject to us. They have to listen to us. We don't rejoice in that, but we rejoice because our names are written. But the truth is that demon spirits have to submit when God's people go and exercise dominion and authority and decree and proclaim and declare that this is what God's will is for 
our cities and our regions. Amen. Hallelujah. So we went into the parliament and prayed. That's like a congress. We went and prayed there. And they were trying to bring up an anti-conversion bill to stop Christians from converting. Uh, the very day they brought it up, we were in the parliament, up on the balcony, up, up in the, you know, the viewing section of the parliament. And they were down there in the well. And so we declared from, the, from our exalted place, we said we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so from our high place, we authorized that that, that bill will never become law. It will not be passed into law. So we went into the parliament, we went into the Supreme Court and prayed and stopped certain things that were going to happen otherwise to strangle the church of Jesus Christ over there. But it could not happen because we prayed and because we stood and in the gap, the enemy could not bring that bill into law. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We can change some things not because we are great, but because the one greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. 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 We have a great God and he is here for you too. In you, your situations, your challenges, your enemies, you can look them in the face. You, when you hold hands with your, with your spouse or with your brother and pray and you, you take authority over that thing, that thing has to back down. It has to leave your children alone. It has to leave your husband. It has to um, stop uh, making him a drunk and, and causing him to be bound up by the lies of the enemy. You can change some things in your family and in your situation, in your homes for the kingdom of God. Yes, amen. And so we had all kinds of prayer watchers and warfare prayers and then we would take a city map of our city and we would just pray over that map and claim the ground and we'd have our regional pastors and coming around and, and just claiming back the ground for the kingdom of God and constantly we bring that map out and pray over it because we're saying we are serious about this thing we are taking this city back we are taking this community back we're not just going to be just a, 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 just a, a bright spark in this city we're going to be taking over this city all these lights are going to join hands together and blaze the place and, and, and cast out the darkness with the light of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So many years, many years of uh, praying together, uh, various locations, many years, 12 and a half years as I said, our regional network has continued to pray and is continuing to meet together and continuing to forge ahead. So when you set something in motion, you know, demons tremble. They don't know what to do. Because these guys are not just coming, you know, to do a one-time event and then get gone. They're coming here to do some business. They're here to stay until the kingdom of God is manifested. And so demons tremble when we are serious about serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. About prayer, about uh, fasting, about uh, the word, about worship about living our lives for the Lord and, and sharing the gospel. Demons tremble when we are busy with the kingdom of God. Amen. So uh, let's go to the next clip, uh, Community Care Acts. Uh, uh, sorry, let's go back one more time. I just had to finish that one. Uh, community Care Acts. And so while we prayed, we also began to uh, reach out to our community. 
because our communities, our city is very Buddhist. It's very, very dark. A lot of Buddhas around. A lot of Buddha statues and Buddha smoke and incense and, you know, muttering and chanting all around us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's give it a hand, shall we? Good people, they're as good as the others. Amen. So, uh, we began to reach out to our community. Also caring for our community because our community was very scared of us, the Christians. They thought that there was a saying going around the community, uh, if, we, if you even talk with them, you'll get converted. You know? <laughs> so they wouldn't even look in our eyes or face. Or they would just avoid looking even into our, into our faces. Because they, were, they told us, you know, are you sure you're not going to convert us? If we, uh, you know, allow you to do this with us, are you sure you're not going to convert us? And uh, we said, no, we're not here to convert you. We're here to care for you, to do our part. Because they were having some flooding that affected some of their regions. And so we, had, we were going in to help to do a medical clinic. We were going in there to help them uh, uh, feed them and to help them to clean up the, the area and, and do some things that would help the community. They said, uh, are you sure you don't want us to convert for that? And we said, well, that's up to you, but we're not here to convert you. We're here to care for you. And so they began to build. They said, even the Buddhist temple did not care for us like you have. You, you are total strangers and you have come to us in our time of need. And so we began to do some community related uh, work and uh, medical clinics feeding the impoverished widows and children and uh, painting and fixing the poorest school in our city. You know, those things open their eyes. Amen. When you're looking to transform and change, praying alone is not enough. Amen. Yeah. We've got to pray, but we've got to put feet to our prayers as well. We've got to share the gospel, but we also got to go and do some things like caring for our communities and our cities. Those things open their eyes and open their hearts more than anything else. Amen? And so we began to see them respond as a result. Number C, building relations with strategic groups of society. I'm kind of losing my voice a little bit and hoping to gain it back along the way. So if you notice my tone of voice changing, it's all because I shouted too much at the beginning. <laughs> got excited too much. So now I've got to have some longevity in this whole thing. Amen? <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. And so building relations with strategic groups in society. What does that mean? We began to reach out to certain people in, the so in society that had influence in the, in, in the society, in, in the city. One group that we reached out to, they were the police. And the police can be very difficult to the Christians, the Buddhist police. In fact, before we reached out to them, they would come and try to harass us. They would come at midnight and want to check the building. Uh, there's terrorists hiding in your church. We were told by the name community that you are harboring terrorists. I've got some water here, thank you. Uh, so, uh, and so they would come at midnight. I had to respond and go to the church, or if I was living at that time at the church, 
I uh, had to open up in the middle of the night and take the police around the building and show them, no, there's no terrorists here. They're training warriors, but not terrorists. <laughs> they're training people, but they're training for them to, uh, to reach out to people with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I would end up praying for the police when they would come to the church to check things out. I said, can I, can I pray for you for a moment? It uh, looks like your work is quite uh, demanding. And I'm going to just pray that God would give you grace. And so they would be staring with their guns and, and there would be, you know, these, these men, you know, half drunk probably in the middle of the night. And then we would just pray for them. You know, but they would harass us. And then we, we, we reached out to them a few years ago. And we began to build a relationship with them. And some of you may have heard the story before. We would go at Christmas time and sing carols for them. Do a little carol program. Ten minutes. They don't have time to, for you to you know, do a one hour program for them. So we just go to the police station and sing carols and give them some goodies and some, you know, some uh, cookies or something like that. Uh, you know, many, many packets of them. And uh, we, we just leave. But that would warm and open up their hearts. And they would say, nobody cares for us. No other church uh, would care for us to do something like this. And then we began to give them things like even reflector gloves and, and, and do things for them that they needed in the city. And, and I'll show you some pictures of what we did. But we began to build a relationship with the police of our city. Police police began to open up their hearts and come into a relationship with us. And you might say, what does that do for the kingdom? Well, they appointed us as one of their advisors for the city. They, they had a, a committee from the city that was advising them about the challenges of the city. And so we, they appointed us as the Christian representative of the city. They had a Buddhist monk there and a Hindu and somebody else and doctors and all kinds of influential people. But for the Christians, they appointed us, this born again, spirit-filled church pastor. In fact, pastors are not on those committees. If there are some people, there'll be heavily Roman Catholic groups who, who don't have a relationship with the Lord, traditional. Uh, but they removed the Roman Catholic priest out and they brought us in there. Amen. Amen. And what are some of the things we do? We even get to negotiate when there's conflict between the police chief and the mayor of our city. We form a delegation to go and try to bring peace between the two of them. Amen. Amen. Christians are doing that in a Buddhist nation. Amen. Amen. Unheard of, but it can be done. Hallelujah. So they began to see us not as this threat to the city, but as a blessing to the city. Amen. This is strange because this is not so much missionary minded, you know, and we are on missions too. But while we're doing missions, while we're out there in the nations, we're also doing this at home. Sometimes we get too busy in missions and we lose home. Some people say to me, I don't want to even send my children to the schools in, 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 in the US. I'm nervous about sending my children. And they are in the nations. No, you can't do that. You can just be in the nations and give up the ground at home. Amen? Sometimes missionaries have done that. They've gone out there and they've given up the ground at home. 
And that's why you're having a real struggle right now. The church is having a problem here and we don't know how to fix it. Literally, the church is having a serious problem in America. And, and, and church leaders are struggling to know how to fix the problem. Because many times, as I said, clock in, clock out, lift me up for the week, messages, just for the week. Just to get by for the week, the message is not enough to take back territory. Are you hearing me? Clock in, clock out, and give me a lift for a week. Give me a message that will lift me up for a week. I just want to survive for a week. That's not going to make the body of Christ strong. Amen. Amen. When other religions are coming in, when other uh, shrines are coming in, here in your own region, we are seeing them. We are observing what's coming up here. Amen. Amen. The older one and the newer one and all that kind of thing. Uh, first they started small, now they've grown bigger. they become more visible. Are you hearing me? Yeah. These things are going to come and take and coach if we don't know how to. If we don't make strong Christians out of our church people. If they're going to be just living from week to week, you're going to be pulled over and pushed over by the darkness that's coming in. You've got to get strong in the Lord. It's, you can't be sissy type Christians. I'm going to be facing a persecution. survived. I would have never survived if I was a sissy Christian out there. Amen. I would have never survived the stuff I had to go through. Amen. I'm telling you, we are, some of us are waiting for the tribulation, but we're having tribulation in the world. Already some nations have so much tribulation, you have no clue what it is like. That's why here they're waiting for the tribulation. Well, we are having tribulation already there. We're not waiting for any tribulation. We are praying for grace to endure and overcome the tribulation. Amen? So we need some us to get our relationship with the Lord. We need to have a vision. We need to have a passion. And we need to get close to our one another. And we need to go to war against the enemy. Hallelujah! So we build relations with the, the police. Business, even some politicians. Oh, don't have anything to do with them. What you what you vacate, the enemy will fill. Amen. Whatever you give up, the enemy is waiting. For us to say, that's not our part. Uh, the church withdraws. That's not the unclean. Everything that we start to withdraw from, that's the very thing that the enemy wants to fill with his lies and with his indoctrination and with his darkness. We can't vacate those places. We have to get that back. You know, we, we have been just filling our buildings up with people. Happy, clappy, praising the Lord people. But, but when they go out there, they have no influence. Very little influence. Nobody wants to hear them. Nobody, they are not people of influence in the, in the region or in the territory. Amen? We need to get back our influence. We need our voice to be heard once again in those places. And we can if we have an attitude, if we have a vision, and if we pursue that vision. So, we began to build a relationship with the politicians, and we are mentoring one politician right now, a Christian woman, born again, spirit-filled woman who knows to take, a lady who takes her intercessor along with her, 
Every, everywhere she goes. That kind. Everywhere she goes, for every meeting she goes, she takes an intercessor along. Amen. She has a vision. She understands that if you want to operate at that level and be a righteous voice, you need to have backup. Not just bodyguards. You need spiritual backup. Amen. If people in Congress, Christians would do that more and have more people praying for them, they would stand up strong and not buckle under to the humanistic, liberal system that's trying to completely roll over this nation's moral fabric. We need to employ the right methods. Amen. This lady, everywhere she goes, she gets on the TV to, for a, a debate, you know, a talk show or, or a debate with somebody. She calls us, calls me and says, I'm going on TV at 10 o'clock tonight. Please call your intercessors and get them praying for me. And we would do that. We would touch, put our hands on the television and pray. And she would do well on the, on the interview. She would do well, she would be successful, and she would come through, even through very difficult debates, she would start to perform extremely well. Amen. We came back in as the church. And every time she would get on a debate, she would call and say, pray for me, I'm going on TV tonight. And so I would call my regional pastors and say, guys, Rosie is going on television tonight. Let's get to the television and let's pray for her. That her voice will be louder and clearer than the voice of that ungodly leader. Amen. Amen. So we have to know how to, in this new day, we need to know how to walk with the Lord and how we need to provide backup for us like never before. Amen. We have to sometimes change some things we've done before. Amen? Amen. And so then we began to emphasize on the children. We also do things like dedicating banks. First of the month, my bank called me and said, can you send? Can you come and pray for my bank? Our bank needs, needs a prayer to begin the new year. Wow. She said, the, the Buddhist monk is coming too, but I want you to come as well. I said, you, uh, uh, let him come first and I'll come after him. You know, I like to go and repent, do some identification of repentance and clear the air and clear the ground from the witchcraft that that man brings. So I don't go after him, before him, I go after and clean up the ground. He don't, they don't know what's happening, but I know what's happening. Amen. And so we went and blew our shofar and prayed prophetic prayers and man, these guys had never seen something like that. But the place was filled with the presence of God. Amen. Amen. We've got to take back those places. Amen. Amen. We're going to go into those places. If they open up the door, and if I'm too busy, I get one of my men to go and do it. I said, now dress up in the way they like to see you, with a collar and a black outfit and all that kind of thing. Go appropriately dressed and, and just do your thing for 10 or 15 minutes and be out the door. And so that's what they did. And so the banks are calling on us and various people are calling too because they recognize that they need the blessing of God. Even though they know Him, they want what we have. Amen. This is, this is the way we, sometimes we don't see salvation there, but previously when we had gone and uh, prayed in those banks, we were able to prophesy. And, and those the prophetic words came into existence. 
And they saw that. Oh, one guy got a promotion. He had not had a promotion for nine years. I said to him, you're going to, your promotion is coming. And he got promoted in a year to another bank, to a higher position. And he had, he, his heart was distraught. He said to me, for nine years, I've been kept where I am and never given a promotion no matter how hard I worked. Are you telling me that something's going to happen this year? And it did happen. Amen. Amen. It did happen. He got promoted. I went and saw him in his new office, in his new position. And I began to celebrate and said, this is what God is doing. Amen. So we can prophesy into those banks. God will give us a prophetic word. And we'll start to see things happen there. And people's eyes popping open and see. No, this is not just a ritualistic prayer. There is something behind these people when they pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So emphasis on the children and education is the next one. Oh yeah. Emphasis on the children and education. We have a preschool and a daycare just like you do. Yeah. Amen. And we get to uh, uh, most of the kids that come to our preschool are non-Christians, Buddhists, Hindus and Muslims. So if we have 25 kids, only 3 or 4 kids are Christian. And over 20 are, and so we get to like, when they come in the door, we begin to declare over them. You know, they don't know that, we don't use church language, we just say, you're going to be someone that Yeshua is going to be using in a powerful way. Uh, Yeshua Hamashiach's hand is on you. And we declare that you're going to be a great child. You're going to have some see great things happen to you. You're going to come into the kingdom. They don't know what's happening. These kids are just walking in without having a clue. But we're prophesying over them. Amen. And, and then they, they want to have their prayers now. So the Buddhists go aside and the Christians. But when they finish their five minute prayer, ours is still going on. They want to come and listen to us as well. So tell us the same story that you've been teaching the Christians. So the teacher has to go through the whole thing again. Amen. And so these are ways to reach into the city, into the community. And so then we also have orphan and orphanage, praise God. And we're just finishing uh, a two-story building that we've been working on for the last one year. Now you guys get things done in 14 days. <laughs> we take a year, <laughs> you know, to get some things done. Praise God. <laughs> All right, we'll have a lot of learning to do from you. <laughs> and then we have what we call a teacher's forum. We brought the teachers together from us who are working in schools and we are training them how to impact their schools. How to disciple the kids carefully with wisdom. How to disciple the other teachers. How to, how to prayer walk their school. Amen. How to anoint their classrooms and pray over their classrooms. Wow. And so we brought about 8 to 10 teachers together. And, and that, that are from our church and we hope to expand that to our region. And so we, have, we call it a teacher's forum. And we have them share their struggles. And we get each to support each other and encourage each other how to take back the schools. Amen? Amen. You can't reach every school but you can start with one school. Amen? You can't reach every life but you can start with one life. And so we started to work on the schools. Then we got our regional pastors networked to adopt a school in our city and said you take that city where are you what school are you closest to where you have an open door and we would get them to identify their school and they began to adopt the school 
where they would pray, they would fast, they would make connections, and they would go into the schools and begin to disciple. Amen. Where while we go to the nations, we're not losing our kids. Amen. Amen. While we go to the, the, the stars, <laughs> while we go to the stars, we're not going to lose our kids. Amen. Yeah. We're shuttling to the stars, but we can't lose our kids on the ground. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Much of us have lost many of our kids. They say not even two percent is in church now. Wow. Young people in this in, in, in this country. It's 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 horrifying. It is. Uh, and, and it gets worse as they become uh, young adults. And then they have to have a real crisis before they come back to the Lord. With their 30, their past, they've had all the damage done. By the time they to realize and wake up and smell the coffee, you know. And so we got to, we got to set some things in place, strategically, to be able to reach. So we said, adopt the school. Okay, so we have 10 members, so they each one took a school. I said, I'm, I'm going to work with this school, and I'm going to work with that school. What are we doing? We are building strategically a plan to take back our city for the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 We can't just sit and, you know, do one or two things and say, this is, it's all going to happen. You might say, how busy are you? Well, I'm not doing everything. Sometimes we have to sit in a place where we are hearing what people are saying and communicating. I'm not doing everything. Ah, we have people trained up and are tra and being trained up, and some fall out, but we put the, replace with somebody else. Praise God, that's okay. One teacher, you know, was really naughty, and he was really God was using him. He didn't behave himself very well, and he got locked up by the police. You know, bad. We had to go to our own police, and they said, Pastor, please don't take care of these kind of guys. They're advising us that they know our hearts are big for all kinds of people. They are advising us, please don't uh, show too much mercy to guys like this. <laughs> you know, sometimes our own testimony suffers because they know they're connected. And so we have to work through those things and somehow gain the ground again. Amen? And so, uh, and so the Great Commission, we're doing our part with this. We're reaching out to a slum region, an impoverished region, an inner city region where there's a lot of poor people and, 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 and children that are, whose mothers and fathers are either prostitutes or drug addicts or drug pushers or murderers, I mean just thieves, the lowest of the lowest. But we have a, a team going in there and discipling about 60 to 80 young children. Amen. And we're opening up a little hope center. They are to reach into that community and to care for those children. Amen. We want we, we can't stop the previous generation, but we can change where the this coming generation is going. Amen. We can change if we invest in them now. And so it's a dangerous place. But we have Pastor Candy and her husband Leon going into that area and and uh, you know and, and reaching into those 60 to 80 kids. And discipling them. We'll show you some pictures in a moment. And so there have been establishing of 20 care cells in 20 zones of our region. We, our city is broken up into 12, uh, 20 zones. So each zone, we're going to establish a small group. Amen. And, and already we have about six to eight small groups. And so we're going to make it 20. And so each zone will have an apostolic, uh, on fire group of people praying for that zone. 
and strategizing how to reach that soul for the Lord. And when we do uh, have 20, we'll multiply to 40. Yeah. Amen? In both languages. <laughs> then the young peoples, we've got to see how to expand the work of God so that we begin to see the kingdom of God coming over there and invading and exploding and overtaking what is what the enemy has built up for hundreds of years through Buddhism, Hinduism and all the isms that have destroyed these people's lives. Now some of you are getting a little bit, uh, uh, this is a lot of detail here, but I'm hoping that you're still with me and we're going to uh, uh, praise God. Well, thank you for that uh, encouragement. <laughs> and so the Great Commission is going on and so we are reaching into the 20 zones of about a 200,000 large city in which we are living. Amen? And, and so just to give you an idea of what it is like. And, uh, and, and right now, we are even the, the regional network is coming together and now doing cruise, a, a miracle crusade together. Amen. These guys wouldn't work together. Now they're praying and now they're targeting and doing a miracle crusade next month, March 1st, 2nd and 3rd. They're doing a, a crusade to reach into our whole city together. Amen. When you bring them together, that's dangerous. Yeah. Amen? Very dangerous when you have pastors working together to take back a city. Amen? That's dangerous. Tell your neighbor, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Say it in your own Texan, you know, the way of saying it. Mine is more uh, Sri Lankan English. They are dangerous. You say it any way you can, but it's dangerous. And when the church of God and the leaders of the Lord come together, that's why it's so important for us to work together. Amen? Sometimes we don't agree with everything, but that doesn't matter. The most important things are there. We agree on the most important things. We can work together. Amen? In heaven we're going to be together. Hallelujah. Even with our differences, we're still going to be together. Let's act like that right now. Amen? then why not start that on earth? And more not just because we tolerate, but because we see the bigger picture. Yes. We see what that does for the kingdom of God. Amen. What that does, what authority we can walk in when we come into greater unity. Yes. Amen? Amen? And so finally, we want to show you some slides probably. Uh, do we have the next uh, clip? Yes. Okay. It's coming. There is the pictures of the prayer network praying together. They're going to come now. One, two, three. See, we have Anglicans, all of them together, praying, uh, praying, uh, and, and, and uh, praying in, in teams of two, or praying together, and, and uh, storming the gates on behalf of the kingdom. These are all pastors and and, and uh, ministers of all uh, of various backgrounds coming together to pray for our city. Keep going. That's the national prayer initiative or the national level prayer group. And uh, sorry, the, 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 the shade is not very Right, but again, you see, those are Anglican priests with the white long robes, all coming together. However, 
for one purpose. Not our differences, but what commonalities we have. That's what we are emphasizing here. Praying together for our nation, taking back our nation for the kingdom of God. Let's go to the next. These are the politicians that Lady B have been talking about, praying over her, prophesying over her, <coughs> encouraging her to be a strong woman of God. She was Mrs. World a few years ago, about 10 or 20 years, 20 years ago, maybe she was Mrs. World. She won that, that award for Mrs. World. And uh, so she's kind of known in the nation. And But it's a strong woman of God to uh, minister to her, we get to speak into her life and when she is challenged by situations and difficulties she comes to us to seek advice and counsel and to get prayer. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the next one. And these are the, the, the keep going. Now this is that police group that I've been working, we've been working with. You know that's us uh, distributing some gifts at Christmas, having lunch together at the children's home above and getting to pray with the police. We share the gospel with them and we got to pray with them and to, give, and to share the gospel with them. So it's not just only giving and doing things, but as the door opens, we begin to share the gospel as well. And uh, keep going. And this is something we did with the police, handing the police gloves, traffic gloves. They couldn't afford it even to have enough gloves to, to use for the city. And so we gave them about 30 to 60 pairs of gloves. And that today has been such a blessing. Other police uh, men on the streets are looking so much better now than all the other cities around. You know? because, and they've got Overcomers Church written on the gloves. Buddhist police, Overcomers Church written on the gloves. Now, go figure that one out. Let's go to the next one. Here's another one. We gave them some jackets that they needed. Keep going. And then we gave them some, what we call mattresses. The police force grew by about 100 people in one year. So they ran out of mattresses for their people to come and, you know, stay over. So we presented them with about 60 mattresses. And they were so overwhelmed by our care and concern. I mean, that's us with the police up there. And, uh, and so these are ways in which we can uh, reach into the city and touch the heart of the city and get some doors opened for the kingdom. Let's keep going. An emphasis on children, keep going. On education. This is the preschool and the, and the daycare. Let's keep going. And this is the uh, Shepherd's Heart Children's Home. Let's keep going. And this is the Great Commission doing our part. The, this is the impoverished inner city kids that we have reached out to. Uh, you know, many, many uh, of them have been touched with the gospel and, and with the good news. Keep going. And then observable results. The 30-year ethnic war ends. We saw the defeat of the anti-conversion bill three times when it was proposed. Terrorist activity was defeated in targeted administrative capital. Amen. And the next one is, uh, and also three born again politicians appointed as members of the parliament. Amen. The first time in Sri Lanka. Hallelujah. 
nothing is impossible. And the parliament is in our, or Congress is in our city. So we feel responsible being in our city. We have to also carry the prayers of the whole nation into the parliament by doing our part of standing in the gap. Amen? So that those decisions and those people will come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And, and I gave this politician of mine uh, a prayer a guideline, a, a book from which to pray. And she said, I would go to the parliament and I would make those declarations in the parliament from the very book you gave me. Amen. She found some, you know, pretty uh, prophetic sentences there that she could make. And so she began to quote them in the parliament while, you know, going about her business, speaking into the atmosphere. And, and, and letting the Lord use it to bring transformation even in the very parliament itself. Hallelujah. So, so this is some of the stories we have to share with you. And then we also see how the city is looking now cleaner and painted up much better than before. We even have places now to go for recreational walks. To walk and to just relax. We didn't have those things before because we were having terrorism before. We had to concentrate on. Now that the war has come to an end, now even the, the parks are looking better. There are places for us to walk and get our exercises. And things are being, even the city is looking much more spruced up. Uh, see, as we pray and as we seek the Lord, our prayers are beginning to even bring practical changes, uh, visible changes in the city. Now our president is still very much a dictator. We are democracy on paper, dictator in action. Right? But we are not giving up the fight. We are not giving up the fight. We are praying him. We are, I saw a dream where I, uh, the president was having a shower in my house. And for some reason I was supposed to get in the, the towel. And I wasn't getting in the towel. I was like delayed for some reason of not getting in the towel. And I began to see the, 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 hear the Lord say, don't give him the towel. He needs to get washed under the blood. Come on. Amen. Your prayers, your prayers have been uh, washing him, washing him, washing him from all that witchcraft, from all that darkness that he has known and has been encircling him. You don't bring him the towel, but pray and bathe him in intercession until you see transformation. Amen. Amen. So as we, as we begin to seek the Lord, God begins to give us strategies and also shows us how this, uh, how the, even the city is starting to look so much different. And Melanie and I said, wow, the city is looking so much different from a few years ago. Then we said, wow, it looks like our prayers are being answered. It looks like we're seeing changes. And now finally we're building a little prayer room. Uh, we want to have a 24-7 prayer, house of prayer. And so we're just right now building it, a little one. Amen. Starting with something small, but let's go. For bringing to see ongoing intercession from the whole city coming in. We have our intercessors from the network coming in from our city. They're going to hold, build that prayer, house of prayer and, and increase of what God has been doing until we see visible changes and visible victories in the city. Amen. Amen. Now let's look at our lives. What are we going to do with our lives? Amen. We got to. We need to call on the Lord in a greater way. Amen. We got to get 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 into a, a, a relationship, a real strong relationship with the Lord. If we're going to transform, we can't be sissies. 
and bring transformation. We'll get knocked out. We'll get knocked out big time. Amen? And I've seen people, they don't fix their lives and they try to get into spiritual warfare and things like that. And they get knocked down and beat up and in bad shape. Folks, we've also got to get our lives in order. Amen? We've got to pick up, deny ourselves, pick up our cross and also follow Him. Amen? We've got to, uh, you know, break, lay our sins down. Get rid of our sins. Get rid of the things that delay us and keep us away from being used by the Lord to bring transformation. Amen? So we have to reform our ways. We have to awaken. Awakening is needed. Reformation is needed so we can go into transformation. Amen? So we've got to wake it up from our slumber. We've just got to stop thinking about our week and how to get by through the week. Some of us may need that, right? Where we are. That may be our maturity level right now. Okay, that's understandable. But for most of us, we are beyond that. We just can't live from week to week. Amen? We've got to have a vision for the long haul. Amen. Amen? We've got a vision. You've got a lovely building now. Things are increasing, improving. And we've got to work together. To bring this city in, into the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 So let's let's get into what the Lord has for us. He has some good things for us, yes. folks. Yes, yes, things are hard, yes, but you know it's 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 okay. We've still got God on our side. As long as we are on the Lord's side, we can make it. Amen. We can see transformation come to America once again. Amen. Amen. We can see the church rise up in power once again. Amen. Amen. So let's rise to our feet. In closing, 